Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Podcasts are presented to you by Yahoo Fantasy Sports. This week, 15, you need to be checking out Yahoo. They've got a $1 million guaranteed prize pool tournament, which also has the greatest value proposition in the history of DFS. $250,000 in guaranteed overlay in this contest. It's a $20 entry with only a 10-entry max. If you haven't signed up, make sure you go to rotogrinders.com forward slash Yahoo and use Promo code GRINDERS30 for a $30 matching deposit bonus on that first deposit. Check them out this week. It's Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. What's going on, guys? Welcome back. Part two of the DFS OGs podcast for week 15, covering the couple afternoon games we got. Sunday night football, Monday night football, the always infamous Head Chopper season-long update. We can't wait to hear about that. Is it Saquon? Is it Todd Gurley? But if you missed part one going back, we covered Thursday, Saturday, the main slate. Talked a lot of Yahoo pricing there as well. So a lot of great information there. This one will be quick to the point. We'll answer some questions. Shouldn't be very long here. But let me bring in my boys, my fellow OGs, Head Chopper, Notorious. How are we doing, guys? Chop. You want to give the season-long update? Is, is number one pick locked in? Let's start with that. Everyone's waiting. With well, here. I don't know. I don't know because I've never been in this spot. I don't know if these next two games in the cons- – by the way, I'm looking forward to the consolation bracket. I don't – I've never been in the, on this side of it. So, I have no idea if these things count towards that status or not or if, or if the regular season, which is over with, is uh, – is what did it. So I have no idea. I guess I'll find out next year. But it, I'm either first pick or second pick, that's for sure. I did finish I did finish the season with a bang and I and I won my last two games. So, you know, unfortunately that's all I had. And unfortunately also that best ball run is over with also. Antonio Brown screwed me on that one this past week. So pretty much the season long stuff is in the in the rearview mirror for me. But we covered the uh the two games in the first segment for Saturday and I was just thinking the other day I was just telling Big T the other day, man, when you get Saturday games, you know the season's winding down. When you get those Saturday slates in the NFL, it's winding down. So we're here, man. We're here. And also the part one was very – I thought it was such a breakthrough to hear Derek own up to some of these bad takes, man, and and correct himself. It was so therapeutic for everybody. I feel so good going into part two. Took us 14 weeks, but we finally did it, Chop. We we broke our boy. Derek, welcome in, my man. How we doing, brother? Yeah, similar similar to last year when uh, I kept fading Todd Gurley and he just kept going nuts. Uh, but yeah, doing good. You know, we don't ask a lot of our listeners, but uh, if you want to support Beer, he's up for a fantasy sports award for his awesome work on the six pack videos that he does. Um, I retweeted Dan's tweet. Uh, you can check either of our Twitter accounts. Beer might have it up as well. So uh, if you don't mind, go out there and uh, vote for Beer's six pack videos because he deserves to win. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. And I appreciate the support out there. we got a great community here at Roto-Grinders. Love doing those videos. You know, I get a lot of good feedback. So, love doing them. Appreciate the support. Let's talk some football here, guys. Let's finish week 15 
with a bang, win some money. Afternoon games, not much here. You know, wish they would have spread the schedule out a little bit. They seem to put all the games at 1 o'clock, so we only have two 4 o'clock games. So if you're a red zone guy like myself, it's going to be a pretty boring afternoon here. But let's get started. Seattle and San Francisco, Derek, we'll start with you. Uh, Seattle, obviously, we saw on Monday night get the job done at home against the Vikings. San Francisco, big win at home against Denver. Can they do it again here against Seattle? Or is this a spot you want the Seahawks against that Niners defense? Big injury to monitor here is going to be Matt Breda. If he ends up being out, Jeff Wilson becomes an awesome play again. He didn't ex- or exactly work out last week, but he saw 86% of the snaps, had 23, tar- 23 carries, two targets, and I'll go right back to that well. He's still only 4,600 on DraftKings, so uh, going to be monitoring Breda's status throughout the week. Uh, Pettis has quietly become the number one wide receiver over the last few weeks. I think you can look at him in tournaments. And then for Seattle, they just don't want to throw the ball. Russell Wilson, 17 and 20 pass attempts over the last two weeks. It's really hard to make an argument for him. Uh, and then if Baldwin's out, I guess you could look at Lockett in tournaments. But I think Chris Carson's going to be your best bet, and I'm just not sure I want to play him uh, in a slate that has so many good running backs. Yeah, he's a guy I was looking at as well. I, I tend to like those guys better at home, a guy like Carson. But you know, on the road, pretty cheap price. I don't think it's the worst play in the world. But three running backs there, it's one of those situations – like we talked about with Baltimore earlier. So, Chop, any interest there in the running game, uh, rest of this game? I think there's enough value here. A lot of guys you can pluck out, like a, like a Dante Pettis. I like that call. Your thoughts here, Seattle and San Francisco. Yeah, tough uh, tough sell for me here on this game. Uh, Seattle playing good defense. I give them credit, man. I didn't think they had it in them this year, but they've proved me wrong. They're playing good defense, George Kittle. Won't quite find that much room to run against uh, against this defense, I don't believe. And I don't know. It'd be tough for me to trust the San Francisco, even though they're at home. I just don't ah, – tough to get behind any of these guys against Seattle. They're playing too good right now. They're controlling the ball. They're controlling the clock. It's limiting the time of possession for the other team. So, I don't think I could go there. Seattle is all about the run. I would absolutely fire up Chris Carson in this game. I have zero interest in Russell Wilson or any of his targets. Like Derek said, they just don't pass enough anymore. He has to be so efficient, Russell Wilson, with everything he throws to, to make value here that I don't trust it. So the running game is where it's at for me in this one. Yeah, and looking at Yahoo, Jeff Wilson, $14. So I think he's a nice cheap price if Breda is out. Dante Pettis, only $12. So I think that one's intriguing as well. But this is a game where you, again, can punt out some value. Decent total here at 44, but uh, not a game I'm overly excited about. I think I will be playing some of those cheap value plays, though. Let's get to probably the game of the week on the main slate, guys. We have it here in the afternoon. New England and Pittsburgh chop. Pittsburgh, they always seem to do this. They're playing well, and then they lay an egg. They go out to Oakland, and they lose. So coming home now against New England, who just continues to – you know, we thought they were going to get a win until old Gronk stumbled and couldn't tackle Kenyon Drake, but they're still in the mix here. Which team responds? Two teams coming off very tough losses. New England on the road, Pittsburgh at home. Which side do you lean? Or is this one of those you just stack up everybody and it's going to be an offensive shootout? Yeah, I think we could stack up just about anybody. This is a must win for Pittsburgh for sure. So I think they hold the advantage here. So 
Uh, I think the uh, demise of Antonio Brown a tad bit overstated. I think he bounces back with a good game this week. Uh, although we've seen Juju, every time I think Antonio's for sure going to be the guy, Juju has stepped up and played well too. So um, we know Connor's probably going to be out, and I am not a huge fan of this backfield without him. Although if we think that uh, Pittsburgh's going to be in passing mode for much, much of the day, I guess Jalen Samuels is, is fine to make to make value. I just don't know if there's a ton of upside if, if he doesn't stumble in the end zone. He's just not as good as James Conner, so I just don't think we can expect the same kind of performance. But I like Big Ben to Antonio and Big Ben to Juju. That's where I would go there. Uh, New England on the flip side, ah, that's a tough one, you know. I don't think it's a Sony Michelle game. Because I think they're playing a little bit of catch up here against Pittsburgh, or at least keeping their foot on the tempo here and and not just grinding out clock. So maybe it's more James White than Sony Michelle. Edelman's a threat, and I think Josh Gordon is going to get shadowed by uh, Joe Hayden, but I think he can absolutely win that matchup, and I think Josh Gordon could go under the radar and and do some damage here, and I'm not chasing the Gronk game. I think that um, that was a nice game for him. Well, actually, maybe it's a little narrative street here. <laughs> After getting totally rammed by social media this whole damn week, I'm sure maybe Bill Belichick really and Tom Brady really want to get this guy a good game to wipe that to wipe that uh, the jokes out of the timelines. The, the proverbial pick yourself up off the turf game is what you said yes. for Gronk. Yeah. Oh, so the first thing I did when I found out Yahoo was running a tournament, if you're a season-long person, you know what I'm talking about. I wanted to see if Jalen Samuels was tight end eligible in their daily fantasy game because he is in their season-long format. Sad to report he is not because that would have been a hell of a play. But regardless, $16 on Yahoo if he's the guy. Derek, you interested in that? Is it too much? Was last week a fluke? Let's pretend Connor is out. Where did he come out in Jalen Samuels? Yeah, if uh, Connor's out again, then I do think uh, Samuel's certainly viable. 80% snap rate. I know Ridley got the short touchdown, but 11 carries, seven targets for Samuels, and I just think he's going to be their you know, number one running back in this uh, offense. And Pittsburgh, number one in pass play percentage this season, so definitely want the pass catching running back uh, of those two. And what on earth happened with Big Ben? I mean, I get that he hurt his rib, got some x-rays at halftime, then he came out and just sat there for a quarter and a half, and then he went back in. And after the game, they're saying their x-ray machine was old. So I, I just don't understand what that even means. Here, Doesn't here's, take... here's my take on that. I think they thought they were going to roll the Raiders and they could do it without Big Ben. And then when the Raiders punched him in the face, he had to come back in the game. Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing that makes sense. But why would they come out now and backtrack anyway? Uh, I think Big Ben's fine. Uh, he should have a good chance of hitting the 300-yard bonus, especially uh, if Connor ends up being out. So I think you can pair him up with Juju or uh, Antonio Brown. Uh, you know, Gilmore is likely going to be on Brown uh, since Juju runs more uh, routes in the slot. So I'll give a slight edge to Juju, but I think they're both interesting. And for New England, I just don't really know who to target. I mean, my favorite's probably Gronk, even though he's old and slow and all that. Uh, Pittsburgh's been really bad against tight ends. Gronk has 19 targets over the last three weeks. And he's looked decent, at least offensively, over the last couple games. Uh, and hopefully they won't have him, you know, playing in the secondary this week. Uh, as far as their running backs go, you know, James Devlin's still in touchdowns. I can't really trust uh, anyone in that backfield. James White's typically my favorite play, but he's only seen 45 and 40% snap rates uh, over the last two games. So for me, not a lot to like. You can maybe take a shot on Gordon in tournaments, but I have more interest in Pittsburgh. 
Yeah, I'm the same. New England's always intriguing, but we never know where it's going. But, you know, on Yahoo, Gordon's 20, Gronk's 18, White's 18, even Edelman's 21. It's some good prices over there. So should have some scoring here. I think New England definitely a team you're going to want to target. The problem is getting it accurate, my favorite. I'm with you, Derek. I, I think it's all the stumbling block himself, Gronk. But uh, I don't know. It, it's tough to, to pinpoint New England and get it right, but I'll definitely be taking my shots. All right, let's go to Sunday night. The interesting thing with Yahoo, they include this game. So I think it's important in that most people are so programmed to just the main slate and the research of the main slate that you may find some edge here. The old late-night hammer like we used to have with the Sunday night football game. So on Yahoo, I do think that there's an edge here. Not to say the game won't have ownership. It's Philly and the Rams in a very high total, but some people may forget that this one's even on that slate. So, Derek, let's start. Let's kind of look at it from that Yahoo perspective. Todd Gurley, $39, very expensive. Jared Goff coming off a dud, $34. I mean, these guys are pricey. Does any price stand out here for you in this game? And then the rest of Eagles-Rams, how you handling it? Maybe on the showdown slate on DraftKings as well. Well, I'd be lying if I said uh, I have a Yahoo account. I'm going to sign up for one this week for uh, this big tournament alone, so I haven't exactly looked at the pricing. Uh, but from a game perspective, I think it's a good spot for the Rams' passing game. Gurley's obviously going to be the one that everyone looks at, but uh, these Philly corners, they're just so bad. Uh, we saw Mari Cooper light them up last week. So I think it's a Brandon Cooks game. I'm going to be using a ton of him in all formats. I also think you can look at Robert Woods. Gurley's obviously fine, but uh, if you want to fade him in tournaments due to ownership and then uh, you know play the Rams passing game with Goff and some of his weapons, I like that approach quite a bit. And for Philly, I just don't know uh, who to trust outside of Zach Ertz. You know, it's the game where they're going to be trailing, so Ertz should see a bunch of targets. Uh, Rams aren't necessarily that great against tight ends, so he's going to be the guy I look to there. Don't really want to mess with Tate or Jeffrey or uh, any of those running backs. All right, Chop, Sunday night football. What do we got, Eagles and Rams? Derek, don't forget to use the promo code 2KYSRP on Yahoo to get your free Roto-Grinders <laughs> deposit bonus. There you go. See, we uh, have purpose to get that, that code out there. There you go. Is that, is that your personal? <laughs> no, I, don't know. I, just, I just made that up. Don't use that code. You won't get nothing out of that code. Ah, Philly, L.A., what a great game to finish off the day for the Yahoo. And I, I, I agree with Beer, man. It's really interesting because when I, when I sometimes play on Fantasy Draft, I do the same thing. I just totally overlook the Sunday night game because it's, it's not part of my research and I just don't even mess with it. So, But I'll definitely uh, be looking at this one. This is an awesome game right here. L.A. is, is who they are. You know, uh, I think at home, back at home, they're – they're going to have a field day in this game, and I don't know. I can – the prices seem pretty appropriate on Yahoo, to be honest with you, yeah. and so uh, I can't really – I mean, I do like Cooks, I, but it could be a Woods game. It could be a Cooks or a Woods game, and then Gurley is who he is, number one guy on the slate most weeks, and I would put him top two at very worst this week. So he is what he is, but you got to pay for him. The Philadelphia side is interesting, really interesting, because I expect him to score a ton of points in this game. Their season is definitely on the line right now, and they know it, and they, they haven't given up. It was a tough loss, but this is a much easier defense than having to go to Dallas and face that one, the one they faced. And they finally picked it up in the second half, and they did it with a little tempo and throwing the ball downfield. So I think that carries over to this game, and I think they have a, a really solid passing game here uh, from Carson Wentz. 
And my number one tight end this week would be Zach Ertz. And obviously, you're taking a receiver for Philly. You're taking your team in the life of your team in, into your own hands because there's three guys. You don't know who it's going to be. But I'm going to lean that if Tate is healthy, this is the week Tate finally gets things going. So I think this is an awesome game to finish off that big Yahoo tournament. And I'm going to make sure I have a lot of exposure to this one. Yeah, I like the Wentz call. And you think back to last year. It was a game he got hurt, if you remember, or the year before last year. But four touchdowns before he got hurt, he was putting up a massive day in that one. So I like the matchup for him. I like the fact that this game is involved in the Yahoo game. Uh, should be lower on than it probably would be if it was just mixed into the main slate. So make sure you take advantage of that over there. And then DraftKings obviously will have the big showdown slate for this game. Now let's finish the week up, guys. we got Monday Night Football. Again, all the good games seem to be the island games. These are all the big total games to finish the week, Chop. we got New Orleans and Carolina Again, Carolina, a team fighting for their lives as well. Now they have the Saints coming in who have already won the division. Can they respond? Can they possibly win this game? Do we dare go to Cam Newton here in this game? <sighs> Tough questions. Tough questions. But, uh, I mean, they, I, think, I think they have a chance to bounce back here. I'll start off with New Orleans. You know, it's just – it's pretty obvious at this point. It, it's been like this for years, and it just takes a good kind of slap in the face about this time every year to realize New Orleans is a great offense, but they're just not as good away from New Orleans. So this game being in Carolina worries me a little bit from that perspective. But uh, if I'm playing this showdown slate, I think I'm locking in Alvin Kamara. I think this is a Kamara game. And, you know, they got a big three over there, and you can take your pick just about any game as to which one's going to have the big one. I think it's Kamara this week. So I'm locking him in. On the flip side, Carolina, this has become a very, very tough New Orleans defense. Even on the road, it's tough. So, uh, whew, this is – I mean, I think you could play DJ Moore or Curtis Samuel as your tournament options here. Or it's all tournament. It's a showdown slate. But I think you play one of those guys and hope that's the guy. I mean, Funchess has been basically swept out of the offense now. And Greg Olson's done. So – it's Moore or it's Samuel, and I think one of them has a huge game, and I'm probably leaning towards D.J. Moore at this point. And McCaffrey's been basically Kamara from last season, putting up huge numbers week in, week out. But, you know, this is, this is a tough matchup. But, Derek, do we lock him in? Do we fade him? I think he's going to be probably the highest zone guy in the showdown slate. So how are you handling that? Yeah, I think uh, I like both of the starting running backs. I know they'll both be very popular, but McCaffrey's just been so good. It's hard to fade him at this point. Uh, with Cam Newton, you know, his shoulder hurting. He's just going to have a lot of dump-offs once again. And, yeah, I mean, McCaffrey, 99 uh, targets so far this season. That's pretty incredible for a running back. Uh, that's three more than Saquon, uh, who's also going to approach 100 pretty soon. Kamara, I think it's a good game for him to bounce back, like Chop said. He hasn't scored in three straight games. I hate to use the word due, but uh, he's definitely due to uh, find the end zone. So those two would be my favorite plays here. Funchess has kind of fallen off. He's like the number four wide receiver right now for Carolina, uh, pending free agents. I think they're just kind of moving on from him. And with Lattimore, you know, he's by far their best corner for New Orleans. So maybe he ends up sticking on more. And you can go to Samuel and Wright. As far as uh, the quarterbacks, I definitely prefer Breeze over Cam, even though Breeze hasn't been great on the road and outdoors. Um, at least not as great as he has been at home. But if you prefer him over Cam, uh, just – due to the injury uh, with Cam. And then Michael Thomas finally got double-digit targets last week, caught 11 of 13 balls for 98 yards. I think you can look at him as well. 
All right, that'll wrap us up. Told you, quick and to the point on the analysis, guys. Any final thoughts, hot takes, bold calls here? We'll answer a few user questions and we'll get out of here. But anything you want to go bold with? I know you guys went went bold with your Buffalo and Jacksonville scoring a ton of points. Can you possibly top that here? And anything you want to hit on before we go to the questions? I mean, I, I, I there's a lot of great running backs this week. I'm going to throw my bold call as Joe Mixon outscores them all. Oh, I love it. He's, he's my favorite. When you're looking at pricing, I, I love me some Joe Mixon. So, like that call. Derek, can you beat that? Can you bring the heat? Uh, my bold call from, episode, from the first episode was so bold that I just can't top it. That, that was pretty that's a, bold. That's a cop-out cop answer. That's all right. That was bold. And if you missed it, Buffalo's going to score 38 points in this game. All on the legs of Josh Allen. 380-some yards rushing. All right, let's answer some questions here. I, I put the tweet out late, so we don't have a ton, but we'll answer the ones we have that's on me, but this will be a quick podcast. So, Shark's Tooth wants to know, fun things to do while in Vegas. Doesn't necessarily need to involve gambling. So, any thoughts here? I know you both are familiar with Las Vegas. Derek. Well, if you'd like uh, extracurricular activities, I hear they have some good uh, strip clubs that you go to. Um they also have uh, nice tile floors that you can sleep on in the closet. Uh, I've done that Ooh, myself. Nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, when I go, I gamble and I drink and I go to the pool and then go gamble again. So I, I don't really do a whole lot outside of the, the basics. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much the same. Watch some football, do some gambling, do some drinking. I don't, I don't swerve too far off the main path. Chop, you got, you got any spots in Vegas, some things to do that, that people need to know about? I'll be a I'll be a little bit more refined here, guys. And uh, I've caught a couple of shows in Vegas, and I I mean the shows are good if you catch a go. I saw the Jabberwockies, that was an awesome show, and I like. But I'm a big Jabberwockies fan, so you got to catch a good show, whatever piques your interest. Uh, and also, uh, they've got that man that Ferris wheel kind of thing, whatever it is, new, where you get in it, you get up in there and you drink and it circles you around way up over Vegas. Like you got to go to that thing and check that out too. It's pretty cool stuff. High roller. I believe that. That's it. That's it. Bingo. That whole, that whole thing. They did a good job there. That whole strip there. A lot of restaurants and bars at bowling alley. I mean, there's a lot. We used to have our rotor grinders party out there each and every year. Derek, what was the place Sunday night? The, the cap of the tournament or the, the weekend, where, where would we go? Oh, there you go. Yeah. What was that? Bull frogs called? or something like that? Oh, uh, Senior Frogs. Yeah. Senior <laughs> Frogs. Yeah, we'd always uh, we'd watch football all day Sunday. We'd have a poker tournament with everybody, and then we'd cap it off at Senior Frogs. So. And do you remember the? I think it was the third year. We're all just like, ah, oh, we're too old for this. <laughs> let's let's just go to bed. <laughs> the first couple of years, we were all staying up late drinking. Oh yeah, I mean th- those were always some late nights out, and then catch a flight like an hour later. Like you just stay up and and hang out. So good times. Hopefully Vegas. Let's get DFS legal again, and we can bring the party back. But next question, Nick Bauer wants to know what wildly known crappy movie do you secretly love? So is there some that's a crappy movie that that you like that maybe everyone else doesn't like? Anything come to mind here? Oh. Derek, what you got? Oh, come on now. You've uh, uh, going to the movie guy. You're you're the red box. I mean, guy. I don't I don't I'm not Dean. I don't have bad movie movie uh stuff though, but I'll let Derek answer. He's got a good he got a good one. 
I wouldn't really say this is a crappy movie, but in terms of DFS players, I, I doubt very many would like this movie. I really like Notting Hill uh, forever. Oof. Ever since Oof. I like that movie. Yeah. Never even heard of it. What's what's Notting Hill? Dude, you've you've had to have seen Notting Hill. With yeah, Hugh, from the, from Hugh, the guy uh, that hasn't seen Die Hard, he's gonna tell me about movies. <laughs> Come on. The guy from the, the guy who's in the stars in it. They got caught with the prostitute. Uh, Which one? Hugh, uh, Hugh Grant? Yeah, uh, Hugh Grant. That's his name. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, I don't know. So, mine would be Blue Chips, man. People hate on Blue oh, Chips. Yeah. I thought that was a great movie. Shaq. Is that the Shaq movie? Okay. Yeah, Anthony Hardaway. And... <laughs> what about Kazam? Yeah, no, that was just oh, no. that's crappy. <laughs> I don't know anybody that loves. Shaq don't even like that movie. So, so I, don't, I don't know if it will classify as a bad movie, but, man – I'm a super, super big uh, Billy Bob Thornton fan when he's in a comedic role. I like them all, but Bad News Bears, his remake of Bad News oh, Bears yeah. was phenomenally funny. That was hilarious. He's drinking in the dugout. <laughs> yeah. That, oh, oh, that guy's such an underrated like comedy actor when he put his mind to it to be a comedian. Yeah, we've, we've yeah. talked Bad Santa on this show many a time, so that, that's another good Billy Bob movie. So, hey, Have you guys seen uh, Uncle Drew? Yes. Do you like it? Man, when that thing first came out and I saw the trailer, I was like, not in a million years will yeah. I ever watch that. Never, yeah. never. But I, but my kids wanted to see it, and you know I'm a good dad. So I was like, all right, let's get it at Redbox. It came out at Redbox. We got it. I watched it, and I enjoyed it considering <laughs> all things factored in. I thought it was a very watchable movie. I have told so many people to watch that movie, and they've all just seen the trailers and said, no, no way. It's a good movie. Yeah, I enjoyed the course. commercials. I don't know. It, that it got like 70% on Rotten Tomatoes, which was shocking to me. Anyway. All right. Matt Tomino wants to know. I'm going to check back on this until you guys watch it. So Die Hard. He's asking Christmas movie or not. That That's, you know, we, we can answer that all day. Have you guys seen the movie yet? No. Nah. Are you going to see the movie? <sighs> Man, I just, it's not on my calendar. <laughs> I have a hard time watching old movies. God, you guys. You guys are killing me here. All right, moving on. You watch some damn Die Hard for me, please. <laughs> Favorite holiday tradition? Jim wants to know on Twitter. Chop, you're, you're our holiday guy. Santa Chop. What, what's, the, what's the favorite holiday tradition? I mean, it's all kind of blends in. I don't even know which tradition anymore. But, uh, I mean, I guess it's uh, – so I guess we just do it to where we go to my we go to my mother-in-law's on Christmas Eve and that's always fun and kids get to open up some gifts over there and then when we get back home they always get one gift before bedtime on Christmas night from us and it's always this new set of pajamas right for the next day for the next morning when they wake up and open up their gifts so I guess it's just like that whole tradition right there of uh getting them the pajamas. They're all excited. They get in their jammies for the night. They go to bed. It's hard for them to sleep. And then as bad as it is, and as much as I want to sleep in every day, you know, it's always fun to have them like so anxious that they come and wake you up, crack a dawn to open up the gifts. And they're always so surprised that Santa brought them all these presents. They're still not old enough to figure that out yet. I hope they don't listen to this, but uh, that's always the good stuff right there. Man. Did you just ruin Christmas for your kids, Chop? I know they're listening. I, I don't think the – I think they, they got, they'd rather sit down and watch uh, Fortnite on YouTube than listen to anything <laughs> like this. Believe me. 
My kids would rather go to the Raiders Bengals game for free than listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Derek, favorite holiday tradition? Chops was a little more sentimental than mine. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, mine is uh, every Christmas morning. Uh, we do the presents and all that, and then we bust out the mimosas and do some DFS oh. NBA lineups. That, that's, that's where I was going. The, the NBA slant on Christmas Day is fun. I mean, I love my kids and all. We have a good time. But setting them, them NBA lineups and just sitting there watching hoops all day, that's the way to go. All right, we'll end with this one from Steven on Twitter. Favorite casino game and your biggest casino win or story? Got, got any good stories, boys? Derek. Uh, what was the first part of the question? Your favorite casino game. Oh, by far craps. Uh, nothing better than getting the craps table with a bunch of friends. And, uh, you know, if, if it's a good table, you don't ever want to leave. I don't really have any huge wins, but uh, there's a like, really dicey casino right outside of the border of Utah. There's like two casinos right on the border. We go there a lot. And uh, at one time I won like a grand on craps. That's about it. Like a like a reindeer games type casino? Uh, I've never seen that. Is that a movie? Oh <laughs> Come on, that's a good flick. That's a good little flick. When was that released? I was probably before I was born. No, I mean, that's Ben Affleck. Who about oh. Gary Sinise? Terrence. You live a sheltered life, my friend. Oh, Put reindeer games on the list. You need to go to Redbox and a little reindeer games. A little Die Hard, you'll have a new Christmas tradition there. Is that it? That's a Christmas movie, too? I would consider it a Christmas movie, yes. All right, maybe I'll have to watch both those ones. It's called Reindeer Games, after all. Reindeer Christmas. Chop, casino games, biggest win, stories. Give me something here. I mean, my favorite is uh, Blackjack, just because I like to feel like I have some control of what's going on. I don't like just to straight up put my money down on the dice tournament, although I like some craps, but – I like to feel at my older age that I got some control. And even though I really don't with blackjack, at least I feel like I, I can make some decisions. So, and, uh, you know, I've won some good money here in my recent trips to Vegas and that's all good, but probably the, the stuff that stands out to me the most was when I was in my twenties and we used to make those trips from Texas to Louisiana Shreveport and get on their boat over there and gamble over there. And I was a college kid with like no money to my name. So, just gambling and then one weekend I was just man I got hot on the blackjack one weekend and like I'm sure you know this I'm a college dude I ain't got much money and all of a sudden I'm pounding these wins out on this black and every so often I'd put a little bit in my pocket so I knew that I you know I wouldn't gamble it all the way and lose it all put a little bit in all nighter by the end of the night we get in the car to head home and uh we go to cash in the chips or whatever and I got pulled out all these chips and I got a nice little like $1,800 win, which is like Ooh, a millionaire, nice. a millionaire when you're yeah. in college. And my, and all these guys are all my buddies are looking at me like, where in the hell did that come from? You didn't, we didn't see you winning. I was like, man, I was stashing it away the whole night. Phenomenal stuff. So that's my, that's my most fun win. And probably the biggest, cons all things considered how much money meant back then. Chop, it's funny that you said that $1,800 number. I shit you not. My favorite story. It's almost the same story. Like back in college, had a hundred dollars. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go turn this hundred dollars into two hundred. Gonna go get me a nice dinner, and man, did I get on a roll. Blackjack is my favorite game, and just got hot. And everything was a double down, a split, and putting chips in my pocket. And yes. I swear, it was eighteen hundred dollars. And I went home. I got all hundred dollar bills. Went to the apartment. Like three or four of my buddies were there. 
And you remember, tell me you've seen white men can't jump, at least, Derek. You've seen yes, this, yes? of course. When he yeah. starts pulling $100 out of his hat in his pocket, <laughs> that's what I did. I just stored $100 everywhere and kept pulling them out, piled them on the table. We went and we partied. We bought a new TV for the apartment. I, was, I remember it like it was yesterday. But maybe not my biggest win ever, but like you said, Chop, the one you remember the most at that time, you need money. Like Those $100 bills were priceless. Yep. So that was fun. That's definitely my favorite memory from the casinos. All right, guys, that'll wrap us up here for part two of the DFS OGs podcast for week 15. Thank you to everybody for tuning in as always. Guys, anything you want to finalize here? Final thoughts before we get out of here? Chop. No, I mean, it should be a fun week. We got, like I said, we know we're winding down now with these Saturday games. So play it all accordingly, man. You know, uh, get into all these slates. They're all fun. Have some fun with it. It'll be gone in a few weeks. So good luck out there, guys, and we'll catch you next week. Absolutely. Derek, any final thoughts here? Yep. Echoes, chops, sentiments, and, uh, yeah, good luck, everybody. Make sure you guys get over to Yahoo and play in that tournament. $20 buy-in. Again, everybody gets a max entry of 10 but plenty of money on the line. They're throwing in some extra money, $250,000 in guaranteed overlay so make sure you take advantage of that for head chopper for notorious i am beer saying salut thank you again for tuning in guys we'll be right back here next week talking everything week 16 good luck in week 15 we're out of here